Welcome to Kramer Says. Kramer Says. Be part of the show at KramerSays.com. Interact on Twitter at KramerSEZ. Now, Kramer Says. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Podcast, and we are live. It is Friday Night Live. Get your calls going right now. 877-619-3899. Running a little bit behind schedule. Uh, had a little bit of problem with my tongue today. Got a sore on the back of my tongue. I think I think I'm talking too much, uh, and, and so uh, we're running a little late. But with that being said, we're here. The phone lines are open. Eight seven seven six one nine thirty eight ninety nine. Can't wait for you to start calling in and talking about the subjects that we have um, that we have online tonight. It's it's going to be an interesting uh, evening because what we want to talk about um, well are the things that are going on, and we want to hear from you on what you have to say about the things going on in our nation and what we're being expected to swallow on a daily basis. What, uh, what our government, what the mainstream media, uh, and, and what your neighbor next door expects you to believe. Uh, I think it's interesting that after the last three years, people still have any faith whatsoever in proclamations of we're, we're doing this for your safety, we're doing it for you. We, we, just don't, we just don't believe them anymore. We've gotten to the position where why should we believe them? Why should, believe, why should we believe any of these sources? We find out time and time again that they've got their own personal agendas, that they're doing things for their own personal reasons. They, they're not benefiting us. They're not benefiting the American people. They're benefiting them, themselves and their families. Time and time again is what we find out. We, we hear these wild tales that you know, are, are, are called conspiracy theories, and you can't believe that. That's just crazy. There's no way that that could happen. Two years later, we find out that not only was it exactly what we said it was, but in addition to that, <laughs> in addition to that, um, it was worse, substantially worse. And we're supposed to just take the gaslighting that we're getting that it's not as big, it's a nothing burger, it's nothing, and, and we'll just move on, and we'll, we'll move it down, the, and eventually we'll move it down the road far enough that you'll forget what happened. For example, had you forgotten, had you forgotten that, that right before, right before we learned that Hunter Biden's laptop was really Hunter Biden's laptop, and it wasn't Russian disinformation, and, and that now they're, they're going to move or, or pivot to another area, that right before that, do you remember what was revealed by the Durham investigation? Yep, I know. It's still going on. We don't know where it's going to ever end. But do you remember, do you remember what they revealed right before we were all told that, yep, it's Hunter Biden's laptop? What we were told was that Hillary Clinton and her campaign, along with FBI members, had spied on Trump and his campaign and then turned around and spied on him as president from within inside the walls of the White House. That's what we learned right before we learned Hunter Biden's laptop was real. Had you forgotten about that? Had you, uh, had you moved past that? Because that's what they wanted you to do. In the, in the big scheme of things, who do you think, what fish do you think that these people are willing to give up? What, what's the bigger fish? Do you think that they'll give up the Clintons? Do you think that they'll give up Hillary or Bill or any of them? No. No, 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 no. They're tenured. They're in for life. Uh, the people that the people that you're going to the people that you're going to see be given up for this would be like well, I don't know a crack addict, a crackhead, 
Maybe, maybe that's who they would give up to protect the big fish. They might even give up the big guy to protect the big fish. Phone lines are open. It's Friday Night Live, Kramer says. 877-619-3899. Want to hear your voice, not just on these social media platforms and so on. We want to hear what you have to say. 877-619-3899. Toll-free call. Would love to hear from you. Hey, did you hear what happened in uh, did you hear what happened in Ukraine this week? Uh, well, let me explain this to you. What happened in Ukraine this week? And I got a video for you as well as we'll we'll play along as we're we're we're, we're doing this here. Um, yeah, you see this? I know on TikTok and so on they can't see this, but uh, yeah, Ukrainian soldiers, uh, they stormed into an Orthodox monastery uh, this, this last week, and, and they arrested the priest while he, while he was mid-service. Uh, they closed, this is Zelensky's government, the government that we're funding, they closed three Orthodox churches. This is your tax dollars at work, folks. This is your tax dollars at work. Is this something that American tax dollars should be funding? police that are coming in and, and shutting down churches in a nation that says that they're fighting against oppression is this what we're to what we're what we're funding i say it's time that we expect more from our politicians don't you i say that it's time that we get a lot more for our dollar a, a bigger bang for our buck than we're getting because they're not watching these events they're looking at their briefings of of how many people were killed by the russians and they're not looking what the Zelensky government is doing within his, within his own borders. Now, listen, I'm not pro-Putin at all. I, I, I think that this whole situation here uh, needs to get resolved fairly quickly, or we're all going to end up in World War III or worse. But we, start to, we have to start having very frank conversations about the facts, not what the agenda, uh, what agenda is being pushed. I can look at two sides of things and see, well, I can see that you're right here and you're right here, but you're both wrong here, and that's what we have to resolve. That's what the problem is. That's not happening. In fact, I don't know if you saw that that Zelensky and, and his government have outlawed. They've made it illegal for Zelensky or the Ukrainian government to have direct conversations, peace talks with the Russians. You expect peace to happen, and they've outlawed it? Zelensky says, no, we're not doing it. We're not even going to entertain it. And not, in fact, not only are we not going to entertain it, we're going to make it illegal. That's this week in, in Ukraine. Is this the kind of activity that um, we, the people, should be funding, funding? Is this where our tax dollars should be going? Huh? Oh, I didn't think so. I didn't think you would think that. I, I thought that you would, you would think the same thing that I'm thinking. And the thing that I'm thinking right now is that we've got to start having very, very frank conversations about these topics. Remove the politics. Left, right, center, doesn't matter. How is it going to affect us? How is it going to hurt us? And what are we backing? And what are we going to, what are we going to have to, apologize for down the road. You have conversations with uh, Democrats on TikTok, and what they want to tell you is they want to tell you that, that well, Zelensky, he's, he's the good guy. We're the good guys. And, and they don't want to talk about the, the 2024 coup that the American government, uh, the U.S. State Department, what they perpetrated on the people of Ukraine. The, the American government, we did that. 
we overthrew another democratically elected. Oh, oh, he was a tyrant. He was he was a dictator. Of course, that's what you say. But is that our role? Is that the the role of the American people to remove? How would you feel if I don't know China decided that they wanted to remove our president? I mean, they own him. They might as well remove him. But how would you feel if some other nation decided that? They, they just don't want our government to be around anymore, and so they, they orchestrated a coup against our government. What, what would you think about that? It's no different there, folks. Those people have the right to choose the government that they want. If their government is corrupt, it's their responsibility, just like it's ours, to deal with that. Phone lines are open. 877-619-3899. Taking your calls now. Hey, I don't know if you considered this, but uh, did you know how lucky we were this last week? I, I'm, I'm kind of focusing, since it's Friday, uh, on the previous week. Some of the information that we we learned this week, some of the, the news that came out this week. Um, Joe embarrassed us a couple more times this week. You know, all these things. But, you know, after everything is said and done, we're, we're, we're actually pretty lucky. Let me explain why. Um, this is the news that didn't happen. And you should be grateful that it didn't. Um, for another week, for another seven-day period, uh, we have avoided nuclear Armageddon. They keep telling us it's on the horizon. We, we've avoided it. it. It didn't happen this week, so, so we're in good shape. Um, like no major. Now, there were some train de- derailments uh, this week, uh, but no major ones that they had to set on fire and destroy an entire community. That didn't happen this week. Aren't you happy? Yeah. No abandoned victims. You know, no people left without homes or the means to, to get homes or all of that. And their, their, their government said, no, we're, we're not going to come in and help until they were embarrassed to come in and help. None of that happened this week. None of that happened this week. Uh, no new virus or variant was announced this week. That's a good one there. So um, we're, we're in good shape there. Uh, our, uh, our core, I don't know if you heard this, but our, our core, the, 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 the molten metal core that we have in the center of our planet, it has stopped spinning. Scientists said that it has stopped spinning, and they've given a, a wide range of possibilities of things that may happen. And one of those is, is that the planet could just flip. Um, and uh, basically, uh, you would have a catastrophic flood across the entire planet because all of the water would be displaced. And, yeah, it would be ugly. That's, that's one of the predictions. Uh, that didn't happen this week. We made it another week. So our core has stopped, but... Um, <laughs> The planet goes on. With that being said, we've got a caller here. Caller, uh, what's your name and where are you calling from? Hi, I'm Michael. I'm from Des Moines, Iowa. Okay, Mike, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, I'm just, I just kind of want your uh, opinion on the whole Putin thing and kind of what he's got going on. In what, in what regard? Uh, do you think Putin is? doing you know what he's supposed to do Is well something he well, should that, have done that's based on perspective right uh, let me ask you this correct um what Putin has done is he, he's he's been saying for the longest time that this is not a war it's a military operation and the the reason that the experts uh, and a number of those on the left are saying the same thing now is that what happened in 2014 shouldn't have happened the overthrow of that government shouldn't have happened. And what was happening uh, in the Donbass region needed to be addressed by the U.S. government and was not. Um, the U.S. Uh, has an agreement called the Minsk Agreement. And basically what that says is that we're going to stop 
NATO moving any closer to Russia's borders. And we've we've turned our back on that. We've we've right. said we we we've said fuck you, and we're not going to abide by the agreement. Now those on the left will 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 say, well, we have to do that because we're fighting Russia. Why? We made an agreement that we wouldn't move any farther forward, and now we've done that. We've encroached, and what are we on? We're on the doorstep of World War Three. Right. So if I you mean, were Putin, what would they... you do? If you were Putin, no, let's I just mean, imagine. I... Just let's imagine. Let's just imagine that Xi Jinping parked troops in Mexico or on the border of, of Canada, do you think that the American government would let that stand? The current one might, but do you think uh, an American government with a backbone would? No. I mean, shit. I mean, look at look at uh, the, the Cuban Missile exactly. that happened. Exactly. You no. Know? Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've, my, me personally, I, I would have done the same thing Putin did with them bombing um, you know, Ukraine bombing the east part of Ukraine yep. for the longest time. And then they back in the 90s, we had a treaty saying NATO will not go eastward. Right. And we did. And now we're on their doorstep. Now the government saying, well, the Russians are on our doorstep. What are we supposed to do? <laughs> well, you fucking move closer. Well, that's it. To Russia. That's it. The whole thing is just the wash. We, we, it, it, Mike, we wouldn't. Ex- we're, we're poking the bear that doesn't need to be poked. Mike, we it wouldn't accept this from anybody else. Just- we wouldn't accept it from anybody else. If it was being done to us, we wouldn't accept it. And for and right. for we're, Russia we're to the, accept what we're we've the, done, I, I think that we have to hold people accountable for the decisions that have been made. Listen, I, I don't want to end up being the bad guy here. I don't want America to be the bad guy again. And I'm not an yeah, American basher. Exactly I America love the country. Yeah, you. I love America too, but you know when when you start reading into things, you start to realize America is the fucking bully of the world. Uh, that's what it turns out we to have, be. We, yep. We have to get involved with everything. We have we're the world's police. We have to do everything to make everybody, you know, perfect or whatever, you know, with money, and it, it's 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 bad. We shouldn't be involved in with all these countries. If the country wants to. Do whatever, fine. That's not our business. But until you hurt Americans, that's when we should get involved. Well, and see, that's the that's the policy that a, a lot of politicians have tried to work under for a number of years. And and what the globalist will come in and say, and I'm not just going to say the left because there, there's globalist on the right as well. Uh, the globalist will come in and say that, well, you want to be an isolationist, and and a nation of your power should not be an isolationist government. And what isolationist government government? And the reason they're saying that is simple is because they want to use the wealth and the power of the U.S. military to get their their things done around the planet to support them. I mean, that's what the Banana Republics were about in South America. So, I mean, we've got to be, we've got to be honest with, with the history when we talk about these issues as to why Putin is doing what he's doing. Because we have done the same thing. We reacted the exact same way to Gorbachev, not Gorbachev, but to um, the, 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 the Cuban Missile Crisis. So... What I what I would ask people to start asking is what national interest is worth the hundreds of billions of dollars that we've we've sent to Ukraine? Where, what's our national interest? How does it a benefit? Not not how does it affect me? How does it benefit us? Yeah, I mean, that, a lot of people won't ask the questions. And a lot of people, have, I'm sure you've been watching these hearings, 
Nobody can answer the questions. Everyone's they got the cookie cutter same answer for every question, yep. and it doesn't even portray the question at all. And just like our founding fathers said, they said that we should not get involved in any anybody's issues around the world. Yep. And why? At all. For what re- for what reason? There was a reason they said that. Do you know what it is? I, I don't remember off the top of my head if you can. The reason me. they, the reason that our founding fathers didn't want us getting to other wars around the planet is because if if our nation became an empire building nation, if that's what we were going to become, then at the t- at some point we would have to go back to a dictatorship because empires can't have democratically elected members. It just doesn't work. So they they knew that, number one, it would not be effective. The the number two thing, and this is probably the thing that we've realized the most in the last 30 to 40 years, is that if you give give the nation state um, any access to corporations, and I'm not going to say capitalism because capitalism is good, but this isn't capitalism that we're under. It's crony capitalism where the state, the government, determines who gets to win and lose. What things like, for example, right now, if you were trying to if you were trying to build a brand new um, fossil fueled car company, how hard would it be to raise the funds necessary to create this new car company? You couldn't do it. it the, ESG yes, would not it's allow impossible. it. It's impossible. It would never happen. So we're not going to see any more growth in that market or that area because somebody, the elites, the powers that have be the powers that be have decided that gas-powered, fossil-fueled, powered anything is bad, and they're going to get rid of it. So what that means is, is not only do we lose what we already have, but we don't learn anything new. That technology stops dead in its tracks. And why is that important? Well, simple. Explain to me how the Egyptians built the pyramids. You can't, because that technology's lost. Because somebody, I would just about imagine, a Karen, an elite Karen, decided that um, well, they were they were just not going to do pyramids anymore because it it took too many rocks from the quarries and there were too many people working on it. And by the way, there weren't nearly as many slaves as they they want you to believe on in the, in those things. You you got to get out of the hype and get into the facts. You know, uh, it just it just right. amazes me, Mike, that that that's the case. That these people well, <laughs> that they expect us to believe these lies when we've got the thing the world at the tip of our finger. Uh, I heard some something crazy. Uh, the other night, and uh, let me ask you about this. You see something crazy online, and do you believe it, or do you go immediately and see if it's true? Look for sources to confirm or deny that it's true. Um, I mean, I take I take what I see at face value, and then I look into it further to see. But you know, in today's day and age, it's it's very it's it's difficult to find reliable sources because in the end, they're all fucking lying to us. Well, and that's it, and that's so what you. you it's, it's well, hard. It's hard to find certain sources that match up perfectly, or things aren't correct yep. in some aspects. And it, it's you know you just kind of got to make your own inference on what exactly it is or what's happening. Yep. Yep. Or compare certain things, see what's correct. Okay, those match up. These don't. Yep. You know. I agree. It's, it's, but it's, if you do that, what do they call you, Mike? Information warfare. If they, if, if, when you do that, when you take facts that you're gathering and you put them together and you say, you know what, based on these these things right here, the facts that I've been given, I, I'm assuming that this is possible in the next couple of days. What what does that mean? What, what do they call you? 
Don't they have a name for people that do that? Don't they have a name for people that that put facts together and then surmise what the what the outcome might be? I, I think they do. I think they call them conspiracy theorists. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, uh, I think that's what they called it back in what the the 30s or some shit. From oh, that, that started in the CIA. 40s and 50s with the CIA. Yeah, the CIA came up that they they coined that term. Hey, Mike, we got to get move yeah. on to other calls here. I appreciate your call tonight. Thank, thanks so much for joining us, and, and go raise some hell and have yourself a beer or a drink. Uh, there in, in, I believe it was Denver that he was in. Um, we've been talking, we've been talking for the, um, we've been talking for the longest time uh, in this country about getting term limits together, right? Term limits. And um, I, I've got a simple, a simple solution here for you uh, where you can get term limits in. And by the, by the way, the phone lines are open, 877 619 3899. Somebody called in and then uh, we, we dropped them by accident. So feel free to call back in. You were not denied. We dropped you by accident. Um, you want term limits? You know, we already have term limits, right? Um, every two, four, or six years. Um, the candidates that are, are that are currently in office, what they do is, is, is they run for office again because they're at the end of their term. Make sense? They're at the end of their term. Uh, you have to give them another term. They, they haven't earned it yet. You have to physically go do an act. That act is called voting. When you go vote, you reenact. If you vote them back into office, you give them another term. You extend their term in office. You do that. Here shortly, after this phone call here, we're going to get to um, how we change that. How we get to the point where you start realizing that we don't have to wait for the politicians to enact term limits. We have to enact term limits ourselves, and we do that by not voting for the incumbent. Uh, you're live on Kramer Says. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, take off the speaker. There we go. Yeah, you know how to be on the radio, don't you? Yeah, turn off the speaker. <laughs> you're live. What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, Chris from North Carolina. You said Clarence? No, Chris. Oh, Chris. I'm sorry. I must be these headphones. No, Chris, it's great to have you on the show. What's on your mind tonight? So, uh, just wanted to get your uh, opinion on the uh, TikTok uh, hearing and mm -hmm. a couple other uh, issues. Uh, what would you like to know about the TikTok hearings? Which, which I already know how you feel about the TikTok thing, because uh, I think I've followed about 80 some of your accounts now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've had a few. I've had a few. I, I, I in fact, yeah. uh, on one of the on one of the TikTok hearing uh, videos that I put up, uh, somebody chimed in. Well, no, they don't. They don't uh, censor you here on TikTok. Uh, I've been here since 2020, and I've never had a video, uh, you know, taken down. So I go to look at the guys the, the guys um, uh, account. Uh, he's got seven videos. So, yeah, you're, you're probably right. It, censoring comes in numbers, I, I, I feel. Uh, let me give you a, my outline of what I think is, is happening here with this, this TikTok thing. There's a number of different things being played at the same time. And what in, what's ended up happening is that um, the powers that be, uh, the people that do what I do for a living, uh, people that are in advertising and marketing, the people that know how to spin an idea or concept, um, what they've done is they've all moved into place to lock in a narrative, Okay. Uh, and I, I think that what Congress has done in this last week was asinine. They were not prepared to have that hearing. They should not have had that hearing. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. A, a lot of them have never even been on the app and have no idea how it operates or what it does. 
They have no idea about the virality of it. They only know what people in fa- from Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and other social media platforms are telling them, advising them. Because I think it's odd, and, I, and, I, and this is what I think is really important to understand, is that this, this, this idea, TikTok, right, unified Republicans and Democrats against one thing. Isn't that odd? You seen that happen well, in this see, nation anytime soon or anytime in the, the recent past? Uh, I'm going to add one more thing. I'll let you jump in. Is that the other thing that was odd is that it did the exact same thing on TikTok. Okay? So all of Congress is aligned and all of TikTok is aligned. Isn't that strange? People left and right, uh, on left, right, left and right sides of the aisle on these platforms are all banding together to fight for the Chinese government to have control over their speech, and they don't even realize it. That's what they're they're doing. Go ahead. See, I feel like there is a – I have a – it's kind of a double-edged sword, my beliefs with it. So uh, listening to Congress, um, it was basically a bunch of dinosaurs listening Agreed. to modern-day technology. So. Agreed. They had no idea what was going on, and they were trying to speak to the president of a tech company uh, about banning it, and majority of their points uh, were completely off. Well, let me ask you this. Do you, do you believe – let me ask you this. Instead of, instead of dancing around it, do you believe that TikTok should be banned? No. Why absolutely not? not? Why not? Uh, because uh, – the phones that people carry around in their pockets are uh, more nope, invasive nope, nope, than nope, that nope, app. Will nope, you're missing it. They, they see they did this. They, they made you miss it. They made you miss it. They focus so much on the CEO, Cho, right? Nice guy, right? I, I think he's brilliant. I, I, I love the way he handled himself. Oh no, the, the, the right? man is brilliant. In yep. fact, that's out of all the congressional hearings, I think he answered the. Oh, no, he didn't. Nope, nope, no, he didn't. Nope. Nope, he didn't. No, he, he answered very patterned patterned answers. The, the, the kind of answers that I write for politicians, that's, that's, what, he, that's what he responded with. Uh, he wouldn't respond to yes and no questions. He wanted, to, he wanted to orate and get to, well, we do this, this, and this, and sidestep the actual question. Uh, you see, you can't do that with a yes or no question. You, you have to answer it yes or no. Otherwise... It's all hyperbole, right? Uh, when you're explaining a yes or no question, oh, you have to do that from time to time. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Chris, did you get hit by a car this morning? Uh, not that I remember. Okay. I'll, I'll construe that as a no, correct? You're not in the hospital because you got hit by a car this morning? That's my point. Check, if, no. if, if you if you have to check if you if you can't answer that as a definitive definitive yes or no, you're sidestepping the question, and that's what that's what Cho was doing. Now, with that said, I, I think that what Congress I, I think to your point, what Congress did, um, I think they did it very poorly. They were ill prepared to have that argument that they had. But but this is what what's important. What you're forgetting is that TikTok the app is not owned, right, by a company. It's owned by a government. And, and if we're not happy with our government being involved in our speech and 
the content that can go up on these these platforms. If we don't want our government involved in any of that, why are we advocating for the Chinese government to be knee-deep in our shit on a daily basis? Explain that one to me. See, that's where it kind of goes back to what I said about a double-edged sword. Well, it's not a double-edged sword. It's a national security threat. See, you I don't want the American that, government. I'm sorry, I'm, and I, I got to ask you. I'm going to be. I'm going to be a devil's advocate here and, and jump on you here because I want to make you think about what you're saying. You don't want the U.S. government involved in our speech and our content and what we're producing, but it's okay for the Chinese government. Explain that one to me, and I'll be quiet. Go. I'm going to get a drink. Go ahead. All right. So as far as the Chinese government, I didn't watch the entire um, uh, hearing. But from what he said, uh, TikTok is owned, and I'm just going off what he said. TikTok is owned by a North American American company. It's ran by, I think, three fifths of the board is American. Um, it's it's solely based in America, but it's owned. Its parent company is a company that is pretty much a privately owned company out of China. Well, it's and not a privately owned company. No, no, no. See, see, you have to no, you see what you have to understand about about TikTok and um, well, well, I shouldn't say TikTok. What you should understand about the Chinese system is that the Chinese government has ownership in every business. It has interest in yeah, every business. It's like Soviet Russia. Well, it's even worse than that. But we're not going to get into that here. Uh, my, my point is, is that they have an interest in every business. There are no private businesses in China. Chi- Chinese government, the Chinese government owns all IP, all intellectual product is owned by the government of China. Okay. When you say that they're, they're, they're part of uh, this company, this, this company in China you're stopping at the door where the Chinese government begins. I'm going to ask you again. Do you want the U.S. government owning Facebook, TikTok, a new TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, Google? Do you want the U.S. government owning those entities? Well, I don't think any government, no matter where it is, you're sidestepping the, the question. Do, this is a yes or no question. Do you're doing what Chow did? Uh, Cho, do do you think that the U.S. government should own any of these platforms? Do they do, should they be in the business? No, absolutely not. Okay, there you go. So if it's if you don't want the U.S. government doing it, why is anybody advocating for China to be able to do it to us? That's my question. That's my logic. That's how I look at things backwards. I look at things differently. I, I I'm not looking at the argument that's being made. That's being orchestrated. The argument on both sides is being orchestrated. Somebody is driving that narrative. Me, as a professional, I can look through that bullshit. I can see the writing on the wall of what's actually going on and then look at it as to what's the cause of that. And then when I bring up these subjects and I say, listen, I I don't agree with you, but I have a reason why I don't agree with you, and it's not based on somebody else's opinion or something that I saw on CNN or Fox. It's because I came up with it. It's my opinion. And you're not hearing about this today, are you? Did you see any negative videos on TikTok today, Chris, or over the last couple of days? Have you seen any negative videos about people saying, hey, we should take TikTok down? 
Well, I mean, I've only been on TikTok for like 30 minutes in okay. the last couple of days, but I, I will say this. this is back, but but, but uh, my Mike, Mike, well, let me, let, me, let me make my point on this, and the reason, the reason I ask you that, there aren't any. Okay. There are, there are no, there's, there's, you're not seeing like a slew of, of videos that should be saying, hey, listen, we got to take TikTok down, or a bunch of users that got together and say, hey, listen, we got to take it down because it's a danger to our nation. I, I know those videos went up. I know the groups that put those up. They didn't make it. They got taken down. Now, oh yeah, I've seen I've seen those. Okay, uh, they they don't stay up very long. Right. So so my point is is that the Chinese government can make you think that everybody is pro TikTok and pro Chinese government and anti Congress. That's what we've seen over the last couple of days. That's the power of this application. That's why the U.S. government needs to look into it. It's a national security threat. No government needs to be monitoring our language or what we're doing or having our biometric information. If we're not going to allow the, the U.S. government to do it, I definitely do not want China to do it. Mike, thank or, I'm sorry, Chris, thanks so much for calling in tonight uh, to the show. Uh, please join us again. Uh, great guest. We are moving forward. Um, you know, I, I started to get into how we're going to end up with the term limits. And next caller, that's what I want to talk about, is term limits. Um, we can hold our politicians accountable by limiting their term. How do we do that? Well, we, we, we don't let them go back to office. In fact, what I'm saying is that I'm so upset with the entire system from top to bottom that I've got a new rule. And my new rule is this. Um, unless I know you personally, and I know who you are as a candidate, unless I've known you for years and I know your reputation, I know your heart because I know who you are. Unless that's the case, I'm not voting for another incumbent as long as I live. I'm done. The new guy in the primary or chick always gets my, uh, always gets my vote. I don't care who it is. The incumbent will no longer get my vote in the primary. I'm done. I am done. That's what we can all do. And, and how do we hold the politicians in D.C. accountable? Listen, um, I know it's romantic to think that we're all going to strap up and, and head off somewhere and, and do what they did in 1776 or um, in the, the 1860s. That's just not going to happen, folks. Do you want to have a revolution in this country? You know, you have a revolution of ideas, a revolution of thought. And the way that we do that is, is we, we start holding our, our politicians accountable. And how do we do that? Not the guys in D.C. You don't have any leverage over them. And they don't care what you have to say. We already know. How do we know that? They tell you every day. The people that you have leverage over are the people in your community, your mayor, your city council. Your state legislature, that's who you have to, to, to hold account immediately, and, and you can get in front of them. They vowed to fight for you. And I don't know if you know this, but state legislatures, their only job is to defend your rights from the motherfuckers in D.C. That's their only job. You're on Kramer Says Live. What's your name and where are you calling from? Hey, it's Mikey. Hey, Mikey, how you doing tonight? Good, man. Good, good. You know, um, just listening in. I didn't get to listen to the other night, but I had to listen in. But I want to tell you, you know, you, you people like yourself um, and myself in, in Illinois, we're screaming at the top of our lungs at, at, at the, the people that live around us. Hey, get off your fucking ass 
and do something. Yep. But, you know, it, it just amazes me when I sit around here and look at these, quote unquote, Republican um, advocacy groups and, and, and all these different campaigns and everybody's talking about what they want to do. And right. nobody is moving the fucking needle. Because nobody's do you know why? doing anything. Do you know why? There's no money in moving the needle. There's no money in moving. There's it. no yeah. money in moving the needle. There's no money. There's there's nothing that's going to come from changing the status quo. They've got things humming along the way that they wanted. That's why Trump was such a threat, because he was he was threatening the status quo. He was revealing what was actually going on. He was pulling back the curtain on all of the trickery and the fuckery that was going uh, on behind the scenes. That's that's what Trump did. And and then. And, and I think it was by fluke more than anything else. I think that when COVID hit and people had week after week after week of nothing to do, they, they started taking a look around and, and surveying what was actually going on. And that's when we realized what was being taught to our kids. It was COVID. If COVID hadn't yeah. happened, we still wouldn't know what they were teaching our kids in schools. There would be no Absolutely. sunlight on this issue. So that kind of backfired on whoever came up with the lockdowns. We Now we started looking. And then when we got there, Mikey, when we got to the point where we, we started really looking at things, what was the first thing that the powers that be said immediately? Oh, you guys are all crazy. You're a threat. Because we're asking oh, yeah. questions. Should it be illegal in this country to ask a question, Mike? It should not be illegal to ask a question. Should you get banned? It should off be of mandatory a... to ask the question. I, I agree. Should you be able to be banned from social media, these platforms that have Absolutely a protection? Not. No, we shouldn't. And and that's what I'm calling for. Um, you know, I, I've been, I don't know how I, when I came to the realization, uh, but when it dawned on me, it all kind of fell into place. Um, that this romantic idea that people have is not going to happen. I was in D.C. on, on January 6th. Uh, I saw, you know, what was going on. And, and here's the thing. No matter what happened there, it was not going to stop the U.S. government. There was no overthrow. Uh, in the 1770s, you could probably do that with five cities in the 13 colonies. You could probably do that. You can't shut down. Right. There's no there's no set of cities that you can shut down and all of a sudden you've got control of this country. You try. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of this country. We're 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 so defensible. By being indefensible, we've got so many ways that we can protect ourselves. It's not just one country. You go to Europe, you know, you got one little nation. Well, Indiana or Texas or Louisiana, they are the size of countries in Europe. Think about that. So we've got a bunch of little countries, and all of those little countries have a bunch of little badass motherfuckers in them that don't want to be fucked with. So that's why nobody's going to come for, for the United States. But it also means at the same time that it'd be very hard to, to overthrow it internally. Almost impossible the way it's set up. With that being said, we can do a revolution of ideas, and the revolution of ideas begins with holding the, the people in our own communities. Not D.C. They're, they're the, they're the no. corruptest of the corrupt. The people that we need to get are the people before they go to D.C., before they learn how to That's pull all these exactly shenanigans. That's exactly what I was going to say. If you don't stop these motherfuckers at the local level, these people get to D.C. Yep. Your library boards, your fucking village councils, your 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 uh, county boards, your schools—you got to get to these motherfuckers and ask them hard questions in the middle of a whole group. Yep, and get some solid answers. If it's not the right answer, then you need to hold them accountable to it. Yep. Because if you don't, these 
people, you know, it, it, it's, it fucking amazes me. Every goddamn year, we sit, sit by in, in Illinois, and we have primaries, and we have 17% turnout. 17, one seven. And it, it just astounds me how people just sit back, continue to make dents in their fucking couch, yep. and don't want to do anything. To change anything, but then they they, they spit all over social media about <laughs> how all these things need to change. Right. Well, and and, and what I've said is that uh, it doesn't take much. I mean, just just think if, if if you went in tomorrow, and this is for those on the left and on the right, you're tired of of what you see. You're not happy with the movement that that you're getting from your politicians. Well, I, I can tell you, at the federal level, they're all buttons. There are a few that don't like each other. Really, don't like each other. But the most of them. It's a country club, right? You ever been to a country oh, yeah, club? They all go along behind the door yeah. after the cameras are off. It's all a big show, right? Oh, I hate him. He's he's my worst enemy. And then you, you see him two years later, and they got their arms around each other. They were friends the entire time. Uh, I, I think it's odd oh, yeah, how Lindsey Graham off. talks about. I think it's odd that how Lindsey Graham talks uh, so honorably about uh, or, or so favorably of Joe Biden. Says he's one of the most honorable oh, men man. he knows. You have to respect him as a person, right? I, I don't. Respect. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so so Mike, do you get do you get would you join would you join uh, uh, the activity of this next election in twenty twenty four that that we we started enacting term limits and the way that we enact term limits is that none of us vote for the incumbent regardless of what the party is, none of us vote for the incumbent, we, we go for the right. new guy right and the new guy well, here's- the new guy has to to take a vow of going in and signing term limits and that's their only job term limits and if we did that across the nation with enough people at the federal level we could upset the apple cart but it's going to be up up to us and and this narrative that we always hear and i, I want to say this because i worked in politics and it, it cracks me up when i hear it well Kramer, Same here. We, we, don't, we don't we don't want to uh, we don't want to elect you know get rid of the devil we know for one we don't D- do you know who said oh, that yeah. do, do you know who came up with that line politicians marketing because they had a serious opponent the incumbent said hey 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 you can't trust you know who i am right did you see and and, oh brother we're out there you know me i'm pappy daniels (laughs) you know me the lesser of two evils the lesser of two evils exactly and and what we've got to start looking at is that listen um i know how you fucked me i don't know how he's gonna fuck me yet i'm gonna take my chances with this guy I think it's time that we start taking that mentality because we see what happens. Um, how many politicians have you heard of, Mike, that got to D.C., basically poppers, making their 176 a year or 174 a year, whatever it is now? Yeah. And within 10, 15 years, they're multimillionaires. How does that happen? It doesn't happen legitimately. I. That's what I'd say. Um, let, let me put it this way. Uh, in the heyday, right before COVID hit, my advertising agency, my, my income was somewhere in the ballparks uh, of $700,000 a year. I made a lot of fucking money. Uh, nice. with, that, with that being said, uh, I haven't been able to figure out how to leverage all that extra dough that I had laying around into 15, 20, 30 million dollars in six or seven years, which is what we see time and time again with these guys. Um, no, you don't have the right stock option. Uh, uh, you know, pointers uh, yep. before they drop or. Yep. Isn't it funny that when uh, I can't remember the kid that put that, uh, that site together that tracked Pelosi's stock buys and started going after all the politicians and their stock buys and, uh, and so on. And they tried to outlaw that. I, I think that that's telling, right? And then when they realized they couldn't outlaw it, what did they do? 
well, we're going to look at limiting that capability in the next Congress if we limiting. win. If we win. And they were expecting a yeah. red wave. <laughs> right. I mean, politics. And, I love politics. Counting, they are counting on six weeks. I'm, I'm just, and I'm saying this for a specific purpose. They are counting on six weeks of time to go by from the point that they said that because most people yep. forget what was said six weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Well, six weeks, six days. At, at the news cycle right now, it seems like we're drinking from a goddamn you know, fire hydrant with information. So All right. I, um, I, let me ask you this. Your neck of the woods, what's the biggest issue? Crime. Crime? Explain that. Crime is a big one. Um, obviously, uh, the the COVID mandates, the Pritzker is still signing uh, executive orders, you know, after every, almost every state is like, let them lapse. Um, Obviously the, the monumental amount of, and I I use this word begrudgingly, the monumental amount amount of uh, corruption that goes on in this state that has been fostered from 50, 60 years past. Uh, Thanks Mike Madigan. Um, that, those are the those are the main issues uh, that that people are looking at over here. And I go back to again what I was what I was saying earlier. Do you think that our elections can fix this issue if we keep doing elections the same way? Meaning that we just go back, we go in, and we keep reelecting the same people over and over and over again. Do you think that we can resolve these issues by keeping the same blood in the system? Absolutely not. But here's the here's the challenge to that. The challenge to that is. When, like in, in this particular last uh, cycle that we had last year, we had a lot of new blood running for office, both on the ho- uh, House side and the Senate side for Illinois. And what ended up happening was the House Republican caucus, not the House Republican caucus, I'm sorry. Um, it's the Senate Republican organization and the House Republican organization. And these are all a bunch of uh, suck asses. Yep. Who, I know, you know what you're talking about. I worked for him in the state yeah, of Indiana, right. same group. Yep, I worked for him. The ca- it's, they, the, it's the caucus. Right, exactly. Right. It mm-hmm. is. And they, and they go out of their way to, to, to find dirt on, other can- yep. on the candidates and shove it over to the Democrats so that that person has no viable chance of winning, and then they yep. cut off all the money that these people could possibly raise. Yep. That's and and, so and, that's, and, and what, what, that's what I'm saying though, thing. what I'm saying though, is that once these people get out and start running, listen, if you're in a small community community in Illinois or Indiana or Ohio, right, uh, the way that you win your community is not through advertising. It's not radio and TV. It's knocking on doors, right? It's being at the chicken it's fry and the fish fry and all of that stuff, right? That's how you win in absolutely. these small communities. So, so that doesn't play with me because I, again, I've worked in politics. I worked in politics no. for fifteen years. But, what, hold on, hold on, let me, let me finish. 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 Is that we know that they're going to do this? What we have to start doing is educating the voter, telling the voter this is what's going on. This is what's happening. This is why you're not hearing from me. This is why you're not seeing me. This is what's going on. The system that's in place, doesn't want anybody opposing them. And so this is what they do. How do I know that? Because I worked on those ads. I created that language for candidates for 15 years. I mean, I'm a fucking wordsmith when it comes to this shit. I know how, right. to, I know how to spin a yarn, right? And, and, and these motherfuckers, when I, when I finally realized the lights went on, that, well, wait a minute. To a, to a large extent, the Republicans aren't any better than the Democrats no. are. They're doing the same exact shit to our people. Why, why the fuck would I give the same bird? Right? Why? Why? why I, and you're right. The reason that we don't get new blood is because the system, the the what we call the establishment, right? We call it G O P E. It's G O P little E establishment. 
and the establishment yep. is all the money. It's the Chamber of Commerce. It's the business organizations. It's the special interest groups. They're the ones that all pony up to these people and say, okay, now we'll keep the money flowing as long as you do this. And we don't want any changes because we don't want to have to pay for new campaigns. I've been in those meetings. I've heard those conversations. With that being, yep. with that, with that being the case, you're not going to get a new candidate that's viable unless that candidate is willing to do the work, put the work in. If you're not willing to go knock on doors and make every person in that community know you personally, then you don't earn the job at this point. That's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take to beat the establishment. And then once you're in, your only job is to support new candidates and strangle out the old establishment. That's your new job as, as the new politician. That's what you have to do. And that's what we, the people, need to start expecting from these people. What, That's exactly correct. And, and again, both sides of the aisle. I, I'm, I'm right down the middle on this. Time and time again, yeah, we I, see I these politicians go in. I've been Republican for a long time, and over the last number of years, I will tell you that I have moved more to the center. Oh, I, I, I'm, in the, I, I'm a conservative on, on a number of different fiscal issues, on, on social issues. I, I'm, I, am, I don't give a shit. I don't give two fucks what you do. As long as it doesn't interfere with what I'm doing or me or mine, I don't right. care. It, it doesn't matter to me well, at all. Um, and, and most I've told, I can't even tell you how many candidates I've, I've personally told myself because I've, I've been a staffer on campaigns. I've, I've ran for office myself and won. And I told and I tell these candidates when I ran for my office for county board, you know what I did? I literally I, I knocked on every single door in my district, yep, every single win. door, four to five times. And I brought my tax bill with me, <laughs> my property tax bill. And I, and I did that for a purpose. The purpose yep. was these, most people do not look at the property tax bill. They have no idea what's, what, what the, what's coming out right. or where it's going. Well, I'll tell you and what. So, if if yeah, you, you want to have a revolt, crazy. you want to have a revolt overnight in this nation, just, just tomorrow, right, um, the, the uh, if, if let, let's just say by miracle the tax preparation or the paycheck preparation companies all of a sudden overnight could not process your taxes they just couldn't do it we don't know what the reason is they can't do it and so um, we get an announcement from the government government come out and says hey listen you're gonna have to do your own taxes now go be honest guys send us what you owe us right and <laughs> the moment the moment that people would work a 40-hour, 80-hour week and then have to sit down at the kitchen table on Sunday night and look at what they got paid and then look at the charts that the government would provide them, give their little calculator. I'm sure they would provide a free calculator, right, to make it easy for everybody. Oh, yeah. And you put the calculation in, and they would see what they're going to have to take out of their check and send to the government. Our nation would fall overnight. The federal government would fall overnight. Mike, thanks so much for calling in tonight. We're going to move on um, right after this message from our sponsor. If you haven't heard me talk about it yet, I'm going to talk about it right now. It's Tusk, the web browser for conservatives by conservatives. If you haven't seen it, you can get it at tuskbrowser.com. It's a great product. Uh, is it perfect? No, they're working on that. Oh, Kramer, it's not its own search engine. You're absolutely right. It's not. They're working on that as well. They're, they're actually fundraising right now for their very own search engine. It will be the first search engine produced in the last 10 to 15 years that is a from the ground up and guess what it's it's owned by conservatives it's based on free speech so if you want to want to help them out go use the browser right yeah it, it's going to get better uh, are there some things that that, that i i want them to do tomorrow yeah i don't like the layout i'm not crazy about it but that's that's just me uh, but I, I think it's a great product tuskbrowser.com go check it out right now 
And welcome back. This is the Kramer Says Podcast. Kramer Says Live on a Friday night. Uh, what is it? Is it Friday night? It's all Friday. My wife said this this morning. She says, you know, it's, it's Friday. Friday night's the best. Hey, while you're out there, uh, get yourself uh, one of these in your hand or something else that you can imbibe in. And uh, let's take a sip together because my, uh, my, my throat's a little parched. If you haven't called yet, do so. Lines are open, 877-619-3899, 877-619-3899. Uh, we've got at least another five minutes, so we'll see how that goes. Um, i got a question for you. Uh, for... For the, for the last year or so, we, we, we've heard one question bantied about quite a bit, and, and, and that, uh, that question is this. It's, um, what does it mean to be a woman? What is a woman? Now, I'm not going to get into that argument. They, they've already done that. I, I don't need to get into that. Here's, here's what I'll ask you, and this is more important than, than that previous question. My question is this. What does it mean to be an American? What does it mean to be an American? Um, taking our next phone call. You're live on Kramer Says. What's your name and what? where are you calling from? Cody from South Dakota. I'm sorry, what was your first name there? Cody. Tori. I think that was right. Okay, Tori, what's what's on your mind? Well, um, we, we, we live here in South Dakota. We got a good... Uh, you don't have any cell towers. Up. You don't have any cell towers near you, do you? <laughs> no, we're pretty good them sporadic out here. <laughs> Pretty shitty. <laughs> we got a good Go. governor, but we got uh, three congressmen. You know, our two senators and our uh, one congressman that are just shit. Yep. And they won't stand up for anything that we do in our goddamn state. And what you're saying is point on. And to stand up and and fight this tyranny, we got to teach our young children. Yep. To to fight for themselves but but our schools are so indoctrinated with everything that's going on but we well, gotta like you say we gotta start with the local level and start yeah. there and then fight for it if you don't like it locally that's that's where you can make the most impact right yeah and we can't I mean, we can't expect the people who haven't been policing themselves to suddenly begin policing themselves they're just not going to do it humans aren't geared it, for that no no, no, we, we all want to go along with what's uh, social acceptable and, right. and just, no, we don't want to buck the wave. We don't want to, and when you do step up and buck the wave on the damn situation, they want to throw you underneath the bus and run you over, which yep. is, which is bullshit. Yep. So do you see, do you see this being a solution that it's anybody but the incumbent left or right? We don't care anymore. We just want them out. Anybody but the incumbent. We want, we want fresh blood. We're just not going to vote. Can you see that taking well, off? Can you see people doing that? I completely agree. I mean, I, it doesn't matter to me if you're Republican or Democrat or black or white or fucking Hispanic. It, it doesn't matter to me. We right. all have one thing in common. We want to progress, and we want to make sure our children are safe. And, and what's going on now is we're, we're not safe. I mean, you can look across the globe. I mean, what they're trying to do with us right now and put us in a World War Three situation, I mean, I, I called my I called my senator John Thune. I mean, he lives. He grew up just down the road from where I live, eight miles. Yep. He went to school with my mom. That goddamn guy. I called his office. I said, Are you? I mean, of course you don't get them. You're never right. going to get your senator right. on the phone. You're going to get some intern. So I asked right. the intern. I said, How old are you? He's like, Well, I'm 23. I said, Are you going to go to war? Because you're not coming to take my kid to go to war. Right. 
screw you guys. And you're you know, not taking my kid to go fight a war that, that, that I'm not involved with. I don't, I, I don't care what's going on over there. It doesn't matter. And sadly, Tori, what, what's going to end up happening is that, that that person that took your phone call most likely, right, wrote it up and then shook their head and go, oh, that's just one of those crazy wackos calling in. And, and, and they, ha- they have no understanding of the implications of what's happening now. They, they, they have no understanding. They don't have the experience or the, the age to see how we slip into World War III. I mean, look at what's happening no. today with Biden and Iran, right? Just exactly. dealing with Syria. Uh, how could that, that, that could just so easily just blow up and, and oh. I mean, just, just turn sideways in a moment. I, I mean, I, the, the guy, the guy ha, can't get us out of war easily. If he can't get us out of war, we saw what he did in Afghanistan. Uh, think, about, <laughs> think about this. If, if, if getting out of war is that dangerous, imagine how dangerous a war that Biden would get us into could possibly be based on how he gets what, us out what, of wars. What people don't understand, and we were never taught, I mean, Kramer, you're, you're probably 10 years older than I am, but we were never taught the whole time growing up through high school or grade school or anything of what the corruption has been going on. Oh, no. The corruption... The corruption goes so deep. I mean, it goes deep well, into we were, our history. Tori, we were told we were told that that the 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 media, right, the journalist, that they were going to be the ones that were going to take care of us. They were the 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 fourth estate. They were going to protect our rights. They were the ones who would be, you know, the the canaries in the coal mine. They would be the barking dog, uh, warning of the wolf on the perimeter. But they became part of the wolf pack. Exactly, they did, and they were designed to do that. They, you take somebody like old man Sinclair; he figured out how to goddamn. We we were indoctrinated into a system yep. as a young children yep. that that you go to school from from first grade to twelfth grade that you've got to go do this because they needed a workforce that was dumbed down, did not yep. ask questions. I mean, you went to school. If you ever asked a question to a teacher, or a question to a teacher, were you told what? Well, in my education, I, I think I got a great education. I had great teachers. I wasn't told to shut up. All my teachers were were learn, learn, learn. Uh, but but I don't think well, that that's the case today. In fact, we know that's exactly. not the case today. Yeah, I mean, and it goes back too. I yeah. mean, it goes back for for fifty years, sixty years. They indoctrinated a whole bunch of people to be this way. You 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 sit there in class. You you don't ask questions. You don't you don't question the norm. You don't any of that. Well, I, I think it's interesting that the school shooting issue didn't arise until they went to a zero violence policy in schools. When they didn't give uh, when they didn't give the, the victim the ability to act out at school as hey, you know, I I'm I defend themselves. Well, p- good people if they if they realize they're going to get in trouble for doing something, right? They don't do it. And so well, they, 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 they just get bullied even more because they won't react. They won't push back. And, and well, so then one you, day, hold on, hold on, Tori, one day what ends up happening is that they can't take it anymore. They, they fucking crack. Uh, and as a, as a <laughs> victim of bullying when I was a kid, you know, I, I learned how to deal with bullies. Uh, I, I, was, I was only yeah. a victim for a while. When I got the hang of what was going on and I figured out what, how, to, how, how to beat the bully, then I didn't have any problem. And that's why I have such a big problem with the people that we're talking with now, with the people that we're dealing with now, because nothing has changed since the playground in fifth, sixth, seventh grade. Exactly. No, I agree 110%. I taught my kids, you know, right, you're in school and you see somebody picking on somebody lesser than them or yep. lesser than you, Same here. you better stand up for them. Yep. 
you stand up for them, you punch, you take that yep. bully that's there, you smack him in the nose, and you put him on his ass. Yep. I grew up in a goddamn town where we drove our pickups to school that had shotguns yep. and Same rifles here. in Same the back, here. back window. Where yep. We never shot anybody. That ain't problem. We even if you had a fight outside. with somebody, even if you had a fight with somebody, you know, on the football field <laughs> exactly. or in class or whatever, at the lunchroom or whatever, even if you duked it out, that was it. And, and I don't know about you, but yeah. uh, I'll bring up a name here. It, it's, we'll see if this gets back to him. Um, but uh, but there was a, there was a guy that uh, was a terrible bully to me in Martinsville, Indiana, at West Middle School. His name was Todd Vandegrift. He was a fucking dick, right? I see, he was a mean little prick. Uh, and we just did not get along. And one day, we just decided to duke it out, and we duked it out, and we became best friends. Um. Well, that, that's usually what happens. Yeah. But, I mean, back back to the point that, that our children are not taught right. And, I mean, if, if you want to, like you say, you got to start at the local level. Yeah. you got to get out and make sure you got the right people in your school board. you got to make sure you got the right people in your city council, the right people in your county commission. Because if you do not have that, you are falling behind. I mean, right. Well, Tori, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, Hillary Clinton made this the the the, the saying famous: uh, "It takes a village to raise a child." Well, if that's the case, then we've got to be a lot more attentive to the village members that are teaching our children. Wouldn't you agree? Exists. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You got to hold the people that are in in the power or in that position responsible. And like you said, I mean it. Get rid of them. If they're not, if your kids are not, if you don't feel like you're getting a good at I mean, I, if, if I had to do it all over again, I would not send my kids. To, and this is talking central South Dakota. I would not send my kids to a public school. I would homeschool them. Yep. Well, I, I think that what's, what's happening is think about this. If, 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 if we were to vote out the incumbents, we're just not going to support you. I don't care how much money you spend. You're not getting my vote. You cannot dissuade me from my position. I'm not changing. If we said that to enough, right, and we said, okay, we're only we're we're voting for the guy, and we don't have to make it really public. We can just say that that's our vow ourselves. We're not going to vote for the incumbent. We're going to give someone else a chance. We're going to give them our vote, and we're going to start showing. Even if they don't win, even if they don't win, it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna put a well. If you worked in politics, you know that it would put a fucking tidal wave through politics. If the American people said anybody but the incumbent in the primaries in 24, just imagine what would happen. It would be such a I, fucked up situation. They wouldn't know what the fuck to do. I do not think the American people are at that point where they will do that. I mean, you can look overseas to France or to Finland or these countries that are standing up and, and doing what they're doing. We, as a country and the people in this country, have not woken up yet. No. Well, it's not hard they enough. They have yet. not. It's not hard enough. They're no, not having. We're not no, having no. the same issues here that they're having in Germany. We're not having the same no. issues here that they're having in France. And by the way, for for those of you who who are paying attention, well, for those of you who aren't paying attention, um, uh, Tori, do you know why they're do you know why they're revolting in France? Because this is how bad they've got it. Do you know why they're revolting? <laughs> why they're having a revolution in the streets? Raised, they raised <laughs> the goddamn age when you can retire. And what did they raise it from to? Do you do you recall? Do you do you know those numbers? I, I 62 to 64 now. 62 yeah. to 64 <laughs> and we're not we, we are not Shit. In this country why are we arms? in this why are we in the fucking streets oh. tory 
72? Oh, have... 72? <laughs> well, do you know why? Know. Do you know why? Because we have to pay to defend them. Because it's our boys and girls at their bases. It's our it's our tax dollars making sure that, you know, that they don't get run over by the Germans or the Russians anytime soon. It, it's because we work till 72 that they that they uh that they only have to work to 64. Because they don't have to defend themselves. We, we do that. Tori, uh, thanks so much for calling in tonight. Please call back. Uh, we want to move on to the ne- another caller here real quick. Phone lines are open, 877-619-3899. It's Friday Night Live with Kramer Says. We've been talking about doing this for a long time. It took a long time to get here and to be able to do it right. I just found out that our stream on Rumble did not take. For whatever reason, from time to time, we launch. It'll go live on YouTube. It'll go live on Twitter. And and Rumble has has been a little bit of a problem for us. So we're going to have to look into that. Um, let me let me wrap this up real quickly here um, with what I started to before Tori called is we were talking about what is what does it mean to be an American and uh, from my standpoint and the way that the way that I was raised uh, and, and the core of my heart uh, what it means to be an American has nothing to do um, with your skin color it has nothing to do with your religion. It has nothing to do with your sexuality. Um, it, has to, it has to do with how you feel about freedom. And that you believe that your fellow man, regardless of what you think about them, regardless of how much you may disagree with them, regardless of how much you may hate what they say, they're just as American as you are. that there, there isn't any difference. Folks, we've got problems all over the planet. We've got people that, well, they want to destroy us just because of who we are. We've seen it happen on our shores, in our lifetimes. Us fighting each other doesn't benefit us at all. Us fighting, it's hard to say this, um, us fighting for TikTok uh, a corporation that is Chinese-owned. It's Chinese government-owned and operated. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw Cho dance. I saw what he said. If you read between the lines, but in particular, if you go back and you look at Chinese law, yeah, it's a Chinese-owned property, people. They danced all around it. It's what it is. It's a Chinese government-owned product. So if you don't want the U.S. government in your business looking at your data and, and seeing your, your, everything you write and everything, if you do not want the U.S. government doing that, why would you advocate for the Chinese government to do it? It makes no sense whatsoever. It's insanity to me. To be an American has nothing to do with where you're from. It has nothing to do with where you're going. It has nothing to do with how wealthy you are, how poor you are, how virtuous you are, or how uh, any other adjective that can be used. It doesn't have anything to do with that. It has to do with you understanding one simple thing, one simple thing that our founding fathers knew. That's why we're a republic and not a democracy. Jefferson said that a democracy is it's two wolves and a sheep discussing what's for dinner. That is democracy. Democracy is mob rule. That's what they keep advocating for, mob rule. Mob rule means that the majority, whatever the majority wants, they get. Imagine that. If whatever the majority wants, the majority gets. 
All you have to do is go back through history and realize that when it only takes the majority, the majority vote is all that matters, and one individual's rights aren't more important. You see, under our system, under a republic, the only, the only, the only job of government, doesn't matter what level it is, the only job of government is to defend, to defend my rights. That's what the role of government is. Not to tell me what I can do, not to tell me what I can't do, but to defend my rights. That's the only role of government. Sure, we need police. Sure, we need some of these other things. Yeah, we need that. For a civil society, we need those things. But these are servants. They were named servants for a reason. They serve us. They are not our masters. It's time that the American people remember that. Every weekday night at 10 p.m., join me. We'll go live. We'll have this conversation. We'll get into it. Hopefully, Rumble will work next week. And you can always call in live, 877-619-3899. 877-619-3899 is the number to call. We appreciate all the calls tonight. My name is Kramer. This is the Kramer Says Pet Podcast. We will be back again tomorrow, well, Monday night or sooner. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Get more at KramerSays.com. KramerSez.com.